Hey everybody and welcome to episode 163 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So, welcome back to the show, everybody. Episode 163. Going to have some great episodes coming your way. Um, I actually can't wait to get them out to you. I'm going to try and actually get them out for two a week um, because we've got some fantastic guests lined up and we go deep into some extremely exciting stuff. A few of them have got varied opinions, which is always good. Um, You know, the truth is somewhere in there. And, you know, there's, there's always things that they all agree on, which is, you know, healthy lifestyle diet, living holistically means you're going to, you know, live a healthy, long life free from disease. And you haven't got to worry about any, any, uh, quote unquote viruses coming your way. Um, today's episode is with Atom Bergstrom, who we've had on before. Um, and we talk about, um, lots of different things, inc- including COVID, um, what life's like in California, what is expecting to happen there. We talk about astro travel and, um, we talk about, um, well, lots of different things actually. We go, we go into a few of his books, into, into, um, the unknown, yeah, the esoteric. So it's really, a really interesting conversation. Uh, before we get there, as always, the, the podcast is, is, uh, sponsored by our shop, www.reviveyourself.co. And if you go onto our, um, well, that's the, that's the website, www.reviveyourself.co. You'll be able to find the shop there. If you click onto the top right hand corner, it's a revive yourself shop. And the website's had a little bit of a revamp. Uh, and we've got all the different products from different, different places. You know, Evolution Organics, once again, always talk about living fuel. Click on that. You'll better see living fuel, the best all round product on the market by none, in my opinion. Two scoops of it is the equivalent of $260 worth of organic produce. We've got liver cleansers, clean soaps there from Dr. Bronner's and toothpaste. Anyone, you know, I don't use deodorant myself. But if you do want to use it, we've got clean, very clean deodorant from green, green people. You know, you don't want to be using things with SLSs, parabands, um, paraffin in it, things like that, sodium benzonate, stuff like that. So you want to be clear of them. Um, so the green, greens, uh, green people's products are fantastic for that. Also got liver cleansers, uh, nature's answer, always great to have and probiotics from Dr. McCullough. Uh, and then if you go down to, um, go down to ancient purity. We've got fant- the fantastic, um, vulvic minerals. You know, soils really depleted these days of minerals. So having that in your, in your morning tonic is, is fantastic. You've got the best, um, liposomal vitamin C on the market, um, there as well as liposomal vitamin D, which, which are, these are essential for going into the winter months. Remember, there's no, there's no such thing as flu season. There is a vitamin D deficiency season though, and also where people go crazy on sugar, all of which depletes the immune system, allows it like that opportunity patterns, pathogens to come in. And also the body gets so toxic it needs to start to detoxify, and that's what a lot of these flus are. But having vitamin C, having your vitamin D is going to be fantastic for that. Um also got um Royal Jelly, which is what the Queen Bee exclusively eats, and that's what Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee used to put in his morning tea. That's fantastic for everything, really, and it's full of amino acids, so you'll be giving your body all the nutrients it needs to perform at a, a fantastic level. Uh, then we've got 
the products from Aquaterre in terms of if you want a whole house filtration system. We've got ones there for one, two, three or four bedroom houses, hard or soft water, and they last from five to ten years. So you're going to get very, very cheap clean water and it's not just water you're washing in but water you're drinking cooking your food in washing your clothes in which is imperative um, then we've got a link to blue blocks if you go to blueblocks.com b-l-u-b-l-o-x.com um, you're going to be finding the best blue blocking glasses on the planet bar none from my man andy memph um, andy memph <laughs> andy memph andy memph um, and if you if you put in the code revive yourself uh, 10 there you're going to get uh, 10% off of his products uh, and also head over to www.essentialoilwizardry.com for the best essential oils on the planet you put in the code there revive 10 you're going to get 10% off of your revive um, so off of your order there as well um and so yeah just anything on our shop you know just put it there because i want you guys to have a place where you can get quality stuff i'm going to be adding um infrared saunas on there going to be adding some grounding mats having a lot more stuff there but everything you know i recommend is stuff that i use myself personally um and i think it's fantastic the other ones as well mentioned the best if you're looking for best in digestive enzymes and hydrochloric acid we've got the products from bio-optimizers um and if you haven't listened to my interview with wade lightheart go back and do that but his products are fantastic so the bio-optimizers products there if you put in the code REVIVE15, you should be getting 15% off of all orders there too. Okay, so that's it for the little intro. Um, let's crack on with the show. Here's Atom Burstrom. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. It's been about uh, just over a year, I think, since we last spoke. I think, I think it's, it's been a while, yeah. 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 I'm glad we're using uh, Skype. I'm old school. All the Zoom and that stuff doesn't work as well as Skype to me, but... <laughs> I guess everybody's switching over except us. Huh? Well, I, I it works for me because I mean I've just always had it attached to the recording and it's always seemed to be fine for me. I mean I, I'm, I'm sure yeah something will happen now I'll say that but um, it's always been good. But yeah, Zoom. I mean anyone who had stocks in Zoom before this this whole thing happened, I think they'd be pretty happy, right? Yeah, pretty happy, definitely. <laughs> Taking over school yeah, system, everything. Oh yeah, the school. So. So it was just like um, you're 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 still in in California, still in California. Yep. Yeah, because I know a lot of people have been moving away from California because of what's been going on. Even some very like from even people like uh, I mean, you, do you know who Joe Rogan is? You probably do. Oh yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan, uh, Patrick Bed David, bunches of them are leaving. Mm. They're just because- two. Yeah, just going to uh, Texas. A lot of people because it's more. We have friends who are doing the same thing. In fact, yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Why aren't you? Uh, because uh, we like it here, and eventually this is going to be the safest place to be. Uh, Expand on that. Well, the, the new world order lives here, <laughs> right. right here in Montecito. Uh, I'm a vibrant gal. Doesn't like it when I say this, but I'm the poorest person in Montecito. We have billionaires all around here. We've got uh, Oprah. We've got all of the the uh, uh, Warren Buffett's buddy, Charlie Munger, uh, baby billionaire. They're all here. I mean, and names I I don't even know. Oh, uh, the Three Musketeers, Jeffrey Epstein's buddy uh, who owns Neverland Ranch. Yeah. And now even Prince Harry and Meghan are here and Archie. Mm. So we have uh, paparazzi, uh, paparazzi uh, helicopters uh, flying oh, over looking for the address. 
I I know the address. I should sell it to them. Yeah, they wanted to see. So, so I mean, yeah, having been to California myself, and all up and down the coast, whenever you pass like a um, a real estate agent, I mean, the, the numbers for the properties are. Uh, I mean, they, they start off at six uh, six. Sorry, start off at like seven seven figures generally. I think, uh, especially anything like um, yeah, anything. Like even bigger, it's just yeah, it gets into ludicrous amounts of money. Is Montecito is it is it up? Is it in the hills or is it down by the coast? We're uh, right at the in on the hills at the coast. Right, so right, we're probably yeah. about as the crow flies. I can see the ocean right from here right now. Right, so right. it's about uh, maybe one and a half miles as the crow flies to the ocean. And so one, we're really close to it, but we're up at an altitude of about one thousand feet exactly, climbing steeply up. So if, if so if so if um, I mean I just, I just get my bearings. If San Diego is here and Venice Beach is so San Diego's on my left, Venice Beach is on my right, just down that coast, or is it where is it in between, or where where are you on the coast? Venice like, is that, Beach is quite a bit south, I'd say about a hundred miles. Okay. Uh, if so you go more, right up the coast uh, to Ventura, and then we're above Ventura, right. so we're kind of halfway between uh, L.A. and San Francisco. Maybe right, right, right. one third of the way closer to L.A. and then a couple of hundred more to San Francisco. We're in an area called the Central Coast, which is right, separate okay. from the South Coast and uh, whatever they call Northern California these days. Right, right. That whole coastline is gorgeous. That's why I'm, I, I, I've, always, I've always said that it's my favorite place in the world apart from where I live. I, I really wanted to move out there because uh, everyone – a lot of people in what we do are all out there. It's a fantastic place, outdoors, lifestyle. But unfortunately, this, well, what's been going on, it seems that there's been a bit of, well, it's not just a bit, but there's like a whole uh, totalitarian regime going on and, and the vaccinations and everything else. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what do you, what's what's your, I mean, your take on this? I mean, you're, you're staying there, but if they try to force vaccinate you, what would, what would you do or what's your look into this? Well, that's their object. It's uh, in fact, what they're going to do is uh, basically force you to be vaccinated because they're going to give out microchipped health certificates and you're going to have to prove that you've either been vaccinated or you don't have uh, COVID or whatever, whatever the thing is. It's going to be measles. It's going to be COVID. It's going to be uh the flu, whatever, the flu will get more virulent, whatever. You notice measles used to be something uh, your your uh, parents would take the kids together and give them all measles at one time to get it over with. Now, a few years ago, we had a portent of this in Disneyland. They closed down Disneyland because some kid had the measles or something like that. And now it's like a deadly disease suddenly. And of course, COVID, you're, I'm sure you're on top of this, is less deadly than uh, the flu. And isn't it interesting? It seems like the flu disappeared this year. No one's getting the flu. Everybody's getting COVID. No one gets a rhinovirus anymore. It's got to be a coronavirus. It cured the rhinovirus and the, the death from that. So. It cured the death from the flu. How miraculous. <laughs> it cured, I mean, it cured everything. It cured cancer. This is what we say about the measles as well. It's funny because having gone deep into this and into vaccines and things like this, like 70% of measles cases are now caused by people shedding from the measles vaccine. Um, and even when you say like it's cured the flu, it's funny because 
they put like the figures of like how many people die of the flu every year. I think and a couple of years ago in 2018, I think it was up there like 650,000 in America. No one knew about it because they didn't put the media on it. But they actually lump in with the flu all the pneumonia cases. So even out of that, I think the actual amount of out of the 650,000, I think flu cases might have been about, I don't know, 20,000. The rest would have been pneumonia cases. They put them all together so they can just jack up the flu cases and then they can, you know, say they have another another thing for a vaccine because more people died of it. But people don't understand this because they don't look at the research. And when you look at these companies, um, and so I mean, you go into this, this is, as you know, this has been coming a, a long time and uh, and it's, we always talked about it, but they've done it and more i don't know seems seems like people are waking up where we where we are here now as we like people are going through the law the common law uh courts we've got guys taking mps and the the, the prime minister to to court through the common law they he's been backed by a lot of people why did this come out today i mean this is sort of been going on he's got a lot of support a lot of backing it says government websites now say 17 percent of our population believe this is a hoax and that probably means that more people do because you know they always undersell it um i I think like i mean if this was a a real thing when you wouldn't be sitting here saying this you know we would be like well how many people do you know that have have died from it and but but because of the way you live and the way people in our world live it's funny how we just don't get ill you know really just and we're not afraid of it um because you know we're, we're just we know what creates health and it's the message. I mean, I don't know your government. I haven't seen much from them about eating healthy, being out in the sun, getting exercise, doing breath work. I've seen hardly anything of that. All I've seen is masks, wash your hands, um, you know, social distance, all things that take away immunity rather than give people it. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I mean, when it comes to that vaccination, would you, I mean, have, have you seen ways around it or would you be taking it? Or what would you do, Atom? Do everything to avoid it, but if it if they force it into you and come to your door and knock on it, you're not going to have much choice, and that's where it's probably going to end up eventually. But right now, uh, if you can't get food, you can't get whatever. So we'll avoid the places that have that kind of thing, and uh, we're maybe the last holdout because the whole idea of the of the global reset has been going on for quite some time there's local organizations i forget the initials now i c l e i whatever in all your towns they are uh promoting all kinds of things that the uh that davos switzerland would like and a lot of people aren't aware of it uh, the only person who seems to be really on top of this is rosa Corey, if you've heard her name She's someone definitely to check out her stuff, and now she's been pulled off of YouTube, of course, so you'll find her on BitChute and other places like that. Yeah, Rosa Corey uh, wrote a book called Behind the Green Mask, and there are two green parties now. I'm a green when it comes to Edward Abbey and people like that. But the new greens are actually the Vermilion Green – no, excuse me, the Viridian uh, viridescent green. It may, it's another shade of green, and it, the, it was coined by Bruce Sterling, who turned out to be one of my favorite science writers at one time. He turned out to be an agent for Monsanto. Really? The viridescent greens were designed to, oh, uh, biotech is okay. to be. You can be a green and be into biotech because it's going to help save the world and all that BS. And actually, if you see documentaries – uh, on YouTube all the time, you will see people whose backyard has 
enough food in it in one single backyard to feed like 50 people. So the whole idea that we're running out of food and biotech and all this is total fiction. Mm. Uh, In fact, the world is being uh, basically taken over by Silicon Valley type people like Bill Gates and uh, mm. and all the, the Google people and the Facebook people and Zuckerberg and all of those. And right now, uh, we need someone like Teddy Roosevelt. He wasn't my favorite person because he was a uh, – uh, what do you call it, conquer the world kind of guy, but he did put the Rockefellers in its place. And right now, Bill Gates and uh, Google and Zuckerberg, they have more power than Rockefeller ever dreamed about because if you didn't like Rockefeller, you could always move west back then or go someplace else. But now they want to surveil Everybody, everything that moves on the earth, every animal, plant life, mineral extraction, production, the whole thing, they want that to be controlled. And of course, the currency. <laughs> I think I think you. you I've just had a look at your. I remember you posting about this. You said the uh, local thing was the local governments for sustainability. I think it's the I C L E I. I think you put um, into that. And yeah, no, that, I completely understand when you. You're talking about this. I have a look into that Rosa Gray and behind the green mask, and definitely with Silicon Valley, you've got a few. This is where it, I mean, you've got um, Robert Kennedy Jr. who's going quite hard at things, which is really good because he's a he's someone who's really highlighting the dangers of these vaccines. He's going into what's going on in terms of. I mean, when you've got this, is people say, oh, the scientists say it's like no, no, no. The mainstream scientists who've been paid shields are saying this. It's, there's thousands and thousands of other scientists out there that. The Germans have actually sent like scientists and doctors and health practitioners have sent letters to the government. So have um, even the Americans have done that. Um, we've got people here. Um, um, where else was I think it was Belgium. They've done it as well. Like they've sent all letters to the uh, to the um, they, they can be. This is why that you probably do know about common law. Um, Atom. Yes. Do you know about I, common law? I'm definitely familiar with them. Yeah, so co- com- common law is basically whereas these things they're putting up are statutes. Common law goes back into basically biblical law. It's what the Queen was sworn on, like the King James Bible. And there's only two laws, which is one respect God and the other one's do harm no harm to your neighbour. And it was actually put in place for the Treaty of Versailles because for the tyrannical governments, because the only thing because once they've taken away your weapons like they have of us, you still got them in certain places. There's not much you can do. But this is why, and this is this this things go um, in front of a jury. And so, I mean, where where you guys are, you you have got common law um, in your country, so have Australia. Um, so these things can go. This is why this this the, the guy who's taking these people. We said this is like the big hurrah because they get through on this. Um, if they, if we don't get them now, then as you said before, Silicon Valley. I mean, they're already deplatforming so many people, taking people off, and it's just akin to book burning, really. You know, um, you can only hear one thing. And if what we were saying was wasn't true they would just let us say it but when you're out there saying it and it's the truth they want to get rid of rid of you so what what do you think about to robert kennedy jr's one what 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 do you think about trump because a lot of people say he's he's actually getting rid of the deep state he he could have been with them like he's he's someone that's um was in those sort of circles before and now he's going out like going after them he's 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 there's there's a whole movement around saying that he's remove certain people that were in power um and you know and yeah he's gone after quite quite a lot of high profile people what would you say he's even put more people in power that uh can damage uh our freedoms but uh at this point 
he's like the uh, roadblock in the way of vaccinations and all of that. Interesting mm-hmm. enough, because he and now he's taking a more aggressive sta- uh, stance about it, saying that he's not going to promote uh, enforced vaccinations. That's a recent thing. But, you know, there's two rival companies going on. Uh, Operation Warp Speed is the Trump version of how we're going to get the vaccinations. And then the other one is the, uh, the the World Economic Forum's version of it, which Bill Gates is heavily invested in. So we have competing mafia gangs here going for who's going to vaccinate first. All and right the on. Trump people are just going to be – they're still going to make a ton of money even if they don't enforce it because they've got so much fear-mongering going on. Still, 95% of people are going to go for those vaccinations eventually. At first, you know, there's going to be, uh, wait a minute, uh, they're rushing it through really quickly. Should we really take this? I take the flu vaccination every year, but I'm not sure about this one here. But eventually, it'll be so commonplace, and they'll claim that it's going to work, and people will just be brainwashed into it. I noticed that the protests against COVID, when in my day, it, during the uh, hippie uh, revolutions, it was the youth. Now the youth are the brainwashed ones because they've been in kindergarten and day school from the beginning. And now they're the ones that are fine with all the uh, Internet taking over the world. Well, the people I notice in the demonstrations in uh, Ireland and England, they've got gray hair. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all the, the gray tigers are out there doing this stuff now instead of the youth. There's just not many young people protesting against this or realize what real freedom is. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I'd say the baby boomers were actually they really trusted government, and the ones that can't now do because they don't they know nothing else. I because of what I went through, I sort of been into this world, but and I've actually worked a lot of people up in my age around me, but a lot of people don't because they don't actually understand. They don't realise. But also, when you're at school, you only get taught one version of history, right? And so if you only get taught that, you don't know the other version. Until you start looking down these rabbit holes and realizing that everything they've taught you is basically a load of garbage, or it's like his story. Now, whoever wins gets to write history. Um, then, you know, it's, it's you start looking at different avenues, and you're like, um, how how did like the, the modern medicine come about? Hmm, how did this war start? Um, how, who was behind this? Who was behind that? For the money, you know. I talk about this. My friends are doctors. They've got no idea about vaccines. Uh, talking about it, like the, the top four producers of vaccines in the world have paid over 35 billion pounds or sorry, dollars in vaccine um, vaccine damages and fines for defrauding science, um, for um, for uh, bribing officials, for killing people. For um, what was the other one? Uh, manufacturing like statistics. So just like everything they do, they're, they're serial criminals. Uh, their actual <laughs> their their business model is crime. But people don't realise this because they've got so much money, they can just pay the media off to do so. And then in America, like New Zealand, you can they actually run the adverts. You get adverts out there for medication. Um, if you watch TV, that is. So it's, that's one of the things. If everyone, if everyone turned the TV off. I mean, you wouldn't even know there's a virus outside, would you? If you went outside, Adam, and you didn't listen to the TV or news, you wouldn't even realise there's a virus, would you? It's just like, it's actually mad that people are still scared of this when it's literally killed hardly anyone. I mean, the average age of death from coronavirus in the, in the UK is 79. The average age of death is 77. So I, I think it's the same where you are, right? It's, it's higher than the actual average age of death. You know, it's an interesting thing. Flu does kill people. Colds kill people. But in all my life, 
I can't think of a single person I know in 79 years who has died of the flu or a cold. Mm. I don't know a single person yet. I can sit here. It might take me a little time, but I can give you a hundred friends who have died from cancer. I can actually list a hundred people I know knew personally that died of cancer in my lifetime that I can name that are former friends of mine, bosses, employees, whatever they were. I can list them, but I can't. I only can. And only two of my friends have actually had COVID or thought they had COVID because, of course, the PER test is a phony. Carrie Mullis conveniently died just before mm. all this happened, and that's kind of suspicious. That. I, I, by the way, I believe I talked to Carrie Mullis on the telephone a long time ago. He was a Nobel Prize winner and a surfer, and my friend down in La Jolla uh, was friends with him because she hung out with uh, uh, people who uh, – well, he took a lot of LSD, let's put it that way. <laughs> and so, so I talked to him on the phone one time about solar nutrition and eating on time and things like that. He's an interesting guy. Believed in uh, that uh, in uh, glow-in-the-dark green raccoons from outer space and all kinds of things. Said it was separate from his LSD trips, but he was a very, very honest scientist. And of course, there's still some YouTube videos about AIDS and how he said that the PER test could not possibly have diagnosed AIDS. And of course, the same thing goes for COVID or other type of things. You cannot prove that COVID isn't a person from those antibody tests that the PER test does. Supposedly, they have more accurate tests now. But the problem is, what are you testing? Even up the nose, COVID can be in your lungs, but not in your nose. This has happened, and there's so many irrelevancies and comorbidities and uh, mysterious things. Pneumonia, did it happen from a virus, a fungus, a bacteria, a chemical? There's about 30 different types of pneumonia. So they're, they're just uh, – most people are dying from the hospital treatments, frankly, and not the virus itself. Mm. If they stayed out of the hospital, how many people do you know are dying of COVID at home? <laughs> you don't hear about any of that. They have to go to the hospital first and get the respirators and the ventilators and whatever else they're going to give them. Over-oxygenation kills brain cells. On and on it goes. And then mm. they give – Tylenol. Tylenol is responsible, according to Time magazine, Forbes magazine, and other authorities, for 50% of fatal liver diseases in the entire United States. 50%. 25% from just taking it normally, thinking it's going to help you, and 25% because it's the most popular form of suicide in the U.S. Take is it, it? Take Overdose on Tylenol, I'll die. And I myself uh, knew a lady in El Paso that uh, I was I went to see. She had gone to the ER uh, with a flu, and she had in the ER suddenly started having convulsions. And these convulsions went on. They spent thousands and thousands of dollars over in the hospital trying to figure it out. I saw her, and in five minutes told her, "You got Tylenol poisoning." Because at first I asked, what drugs did they give you? None. You sure? None at all? And then finally she said, well, they gave me three Tylenols. I said, you got Tylenol poisoning. So she went back to the hospital for another uh, week. Again, thousands of dollars worth of tests. 
They had psychiatrists look at her. They had cardiologists look at her. They had all these people look at her. The final diagnosis, Ray's syndrome from Tylenol. Mm. <laughs> now, I don't know how they ever cleared that. Did they still charge her the bill? Did they say, oops, our mistake? Did she sue them? But uh, when I saw her, I told her uh, because she was using it as an excuse to escape her boss. This is the emotional part of it or the intellectual part of it. I said, if we cure her of this and she goes back to work, she's dead. She's got to get the heck out of the state, go back with her parents in California. And she did that, and she's alive today because of that. Mm. But anyway, uh, Ray's syndrome is more common from Tylenol and ibuprofen than it is from aspirin, even. Yeah, aspirin's another. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's the thing is what you just said there, um, Aspen. These doctors, they've got they're backed by law and they're backed by everything. There, even when they make like mistakes, there's no third leading cause of death in America, medical mistake. The fourth leading cause is is medicine. You know, it's up there with stroke, and so. They're just killing people by the hundreds of thousands, and they got no answer. If me and you did that, you know, it's a funny thing. They, they talk, they talk about like holistic and being all hocus pocus, and we were a nonsense. It's like, cool. Well, how many people have I killed? Zero. How many have you killed? Zero. Okay, how many have you killed? I don't know, like thirty thousand each. You know, when you think about what they do, and and it's just, it's just craziness that they can even because they've, people have been so brainwashed into thinking these guys are rock stars. As you said. I actually put a post up about that. No one's died at home of it. And I got fact checked. And I was like, fact checked by the, uh, yeah, quote unquote, fact checkers. <laughs> they're like, um, it's like these people that they're like, oh, we're third party independent fact checkers. It's like, no, a little bit of scratching underneath the surface just reveals just who pays your bills, you know, uh, Facebook, Bill Gates. And Bill Gates is now even, um, he's now uh, teaching journalists how to do journalism. So that, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, and I mean, he funds people like who, who, who I, mean, I think he, he stands to make 400 billion just from vaccinating the UK, let alone um, America. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, do, do you not see a resistance coming up? Do you not see people waking up to this? Do you think it's gone too far? Do you think, I mean, any, any sort of hope for things turning, going back to where they were or not? Hope springs eternal, but I don't see people waking up. I think it's a false wake up. They're too too focused on exosomes, face masks, and don't realize it's closing in on them. Uh, People should read even Illich's book, Medical Nemesis, and find out that it was already going on. It's just that the jaws are getting tighter and tighter and tighter. But it's like the proverbial idea of the frog being boiled in water slowly. They never notice it. And that's what's happened. People don't even know what freedom is anymore. Now, Mm. being raised in the United States in the 50s, uh, at at that time, blacks, Mexicans, uh, Indians, they they weren't living free in this country. But at least white people in this country were. I could drive in 55. I could drive drunk. I could drive without a seatbelt. I could drive without a helmet. All of these things were legal for white people. Now, using racial uh, uh, reasons for rioting and all of that, they're actually not elevating the black people. They're reducing everybody down to a common form. And uh, the real uh, black panthers and people like that, they're not represented anymore. It's fake organizations that are invented by white people, not black people at all. They're just mm. used as as uh, 
as pawns like Colin Powell and uh, Condoleezza yeah. Rice and people like that. You know, yeah. this is not black America. No, no. Uh, anyway, it's all fakey. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember if George Soros funded like the Black Lives Matter. It's just like until you understand that people think that these guys, I always say is you're being played by the media. It's like whatever they do, just think why are they saying it? What division are they trying to cause? Rather than just like, this just uh, the last eight months have just been like uh, I can't believe it. As I haven't done it, I mean to be fair, they locked us down. I didn't lock down. I just kept on doing my life. I haven't worn a mask yet. I, I won't. It's just like I've just if everyone has took that approach, we wouldn't be able to do anything. They'd just be like, well, we can't do anything. But because people, I, I walk around, and I see people with masks on. And I'm just like, I just it, it hurts my soul a little bit. Uh, I just I think like. If you think other humans are going to make you ill, or, or like hugging hugging people are going to make you ill, and uh, you know, with someone the other day, it's like if you're scared of living, then you're you're actually already dead. Or you might as well already be dead. Um, but you're, you're correct. People think something's freedom when it's actually not. This is what um, this is what common law goes into a lot of. It's like in terms of those things like having a getting fight that like um victimless crimes like not wearing a seatbelt, for example. Um, you know, it's like well, where's the where's the there's, there's no law for that. It's a statute, but it's all pre premeditated on nonsense. It's like getting a parking ticket. What? Who owns the road? You know, it's, it's like these names of places have always been made up. Um, and so, the, and, the, and as you probably, as you, as you know, that and these people from countries, but they're actually corporations. It's why they're written in capital letters, and it's why your name comes in capital letter, letters on certain things. And when you get into that, people, it's, it's a whole rabbit hole that people need to. So that, that's when anything I say right during this period. I have seen certain people waking up to this that didn't know any of this before, which has been good. But as you said before, maybe not enough. Um, in, in, in where you are, are people still like most people still really fully believing in it, or or have you seen? I mean, California should be quite awake. You would think so, but no, no, they are are not awake. Now we have a few people at the farmers market. We finally found somebody who knows that. This- Folks, but most of the people going to even the farmers market are totally brainwashed and everything, and uh, and they're put it into like the Trump versus Biden can make a difference in this country. It really can't, except it can delay it. It can put like a roadblock delaying vaccinations a couple months or so now, but it's it's a done deal in in their mind, and they're just closing in on people, and they don't see the severity of the problem. They think this is going to go away. I was one of the first people in February of this year to say that masks are the new face belts, mm-hmm. the new seat belts. They are the new seat belts. And look at Gates was just on. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, uh, CNN, I believe, saying that get get ready. You're going to be wearing the mask for a long time now. But I was say saying that? that back in February, and it's actually on a, a show I did on March 3rd when I first uh, talked about it in public. Yeah. But it was that's, like an initi- that's like an initiation ritual, isn't it, apparently? Yeah, apparently it is. And also it keeps you from – you can't see a person smile. I hate uh, that, yeah. It, and you can't even identify some people. When I go to the farmer's market now, friends don't even know who I am anymore because they're so used to seeing your smile or other aspects of you that it's uh, kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. Some people have walked right by me. I mean within uh, – Six feet, of course. They're trying to maintain about six feet. By the way, here's another thing about the flu. The coronavirus and any virus can travel 
two, one to two miles. That whole mm. social distancing is a bunch of BS. In fact, you can find a video since COVID really comes from pigs and chickens, indirectly through bats and otherwise, yes. But pig and chicken farming is what does it. And so in this country, they devised some kind of plasma device so that the pigs inside their big stables or whatever they call them where they keep the pigs uh, – it blows the virus out of there and so that they can't get it all through the air inside the, the barn. And uh, that was done because it, it's been well known that coronavirus, rhinovirus and viruses like that can live and travel for a mile or two. So obviously we have a type of immunity and people that get it, there are psychological reasons, there are immunity reasons. Uh, cortisol is a ketone that can uh, drop your immunity immediately and make you vulnerable. You can hear a shock about someone uh, dying or something like that or get a bill in the mail. and be. Uh, that's where terrain does actually factor in. Uh, the whole idea that there is no virus, though, or bacteria is ridiculous, and a lot of people are still on that. But so, our ability to get it is the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm 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 sort of like halfway in between both, because the more and more research I've done on on viruses in terms of it being an exosome of like a solvent of a cell to clear it out, and I do understand pathogens and bacteria, and I'm like, are we misnaming things? Like, is it actually a bacteria? Is it a pathogen? And are viruses what the body makes to clean it? So there's something going around. They said the same of the, of the Spanish flu. It was actually a bacterium. I actually got a thing. I wanted a, uh, a, there was actually a post that came out, and it was like um, a, a, not a post. It was actually an article, and it said like a, a, a study looking at autopsy results from 1918 to 1919 Spanish flu concluded that most deaths were bacterial pneumonia caused by a common upper respiratory tract bacteria, and it goes through it. Um, and and it's the same as like these other things. It was a whole like. Um, look at journals through it and when you looked at polio how it was caused by DDT and when you look at other things is um, I've actually got an interview with two guys that have written a book called what really makes us ill and what everything you thought about disease is wrong and it comes down to like um, electromagnetic frequency exposure toxins nutrition and elevated stress as you know you know you just said elevated stress everyone in the world is scared they think they're going to get you know, to nocebo as well as the placebo. And so I'm, I don't know about this with, with, the, with the viruses, having looked at Steiner's work, um, Anton Bouchamp, having looked at Kaufman and a few people have said like how viruses are maybe in a cell. Are we getting the names wrong? Are these things maybe bacteria and pathogens rather than viruses? Does that, does that make sense to you? Or are we just calling things a virus because that's what we've been led to believe? Or are viruses actually internal and clean the body? Well, it's a misinterpretation of uh, terrain theory. People don't realize what Beauchamp actually said. He didn't say viruses. They didn't even know about viruses at that time. He calls it germs. Now, what was a germ in his definition? It was a virus that he didn't know what it was, a bacteria, a fungus, and an Mm -hmm. amoeba. So he actually said that yogurt doesn't eat a starter. It's spontaneous generation is how it happens. And, of course, now we know that's ridiculous. He did tests to prove it was spontaneous uh, generation, but it didn't work. In other words, he uh, he actually had uh, it infected with some uh, bacteria out of the air 
or excuse me, uh, fungi out of the air that started the virus going. I mean, started the uh, yogurt going. So he denied that yogurt was made with. Uh, in other words, there's no need for so-called uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, the, the, coaches. Yeah, exactly. Coaches. Exactly. So people have misread that. Now it seems that Tom Cowan at least understands that much because he mentions bacteria. That bacteria don't kill anybody either, and fungi. And to some degree, it's our immunity that does. Because, uh, but saying that a virus doesn't kill you is like saying the tiger doesn't kill you. And yes, there are people who uh, yogis in India who have pet tigers and pet cougars because they've made friends of them or, or black panther. The Shiva Purababa had a black panther just came out of the jungle and he petted the he petted while he gave his satsangs. And there's desert people who live with rattlesnakes in their house because they like them and they get along with them. So what is that that makes a, people, a person dead? The Swami I studied with said that it was uh, – People put out a death signal before they die. So they don't really die from the thing they die from. They die from because there's time for them to go. And just like it was proved by Farley Mowat that the wolves would go to the weakest caribou and eat those because they tried to blame the wolf of destroying the caribou. And it was actually they were genetically culling them to make them more eugenically fit, as he found. Farley Mowat was a very creative man. You probably heard of him. Never Cry Wolf, uh, a whole bu- a whole bunch of books about uh, about his adventures in the North Country uh, to save a whale, a whale for the killing. All those books. But anyway, he uh, he actually ate the diet that the wolves ate, which were mice and things like that. He ate them raw too, just to investigate that you could live on that kind of a diet. And, but anyway, they, they, it turns out the wolf ate very few caribou, and they only ate the stragglers who put out the death signal. Mm, it's interesting. That's, it's sort of like – this is the other thing we talk about this sort of stuff, because Nick and Maureen's sort of astro travel, and we, need to, we talked about before, Rupert Sheldrake, we talked about how the rats over here learn something, and the rats in Japan are, are doing the same thing, and it's like how that, that works, and it's how interesting how – when you say that, how things work on like a quantum level, or they so the wolves were culling the the herd to make them. Well, I think because I, th- I think it was uh, on Gaia. I was thinking sort of Bruce Lipton talking about how you know Darwin said the strongest will survive. It's like well, no, actually, it was actually before him because he he bastardized it, didn't he? He was actually Darwin. It was uh, I can't remember who it was. Tom Thompson. No, I can't remember. His, I'm not gonna. I can't remember who it was, but he was his like he was put on this, the paper. Darwin's name was first, even though the, the two guys behind him did all the work. And I think they said the weakest shall shall not survive, rather than the strongest will survive. And so it was like it's not because it's much easier not to be the weakest than it is to be the strongest. And so as you say there, that makes more sense. You know, they're getting rid of the the weakest so things can develop. Um, so that's that's interesting that you said that. I mean, what, what, was, what was his name again? I've got A Whale for a, a Killing. And what was the other book? I haven't, I haven't actually come across that. Uh, Farley Mowat was an adventurer. He was a hero of mine in high school. And fortunately, during high school, instead of being brainwashed by history, I was reading Andersonville and From Here to Eternity and uh, had a whole bunch of books about history, War and Peace and things, Moby Dick, things like that, that right. weren't available to us as students. So I got a alternate education but for farley mowat was an adventurer that was uh 
Uh, are you familiar with Peter Frushin, the Raven yeah. Viking? These guys were like hardcore adventurers, definitely. And Peter Frushin, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Farley Mowat, uh, did amazing things traveling through the Arctic and uh, digging himself out of uh, ice uh, coffins with uh, with his own hardened feces and everything. His books are just amazing. Uh, Never Cry Wolf was kind of a lightweight book compared to his People of the Deer is a book that should shock people if they read how they destroyed the Inuit in, uh, in uh, Canada through uh miss uh well yellow fat disease the canadian government gave them fish and actually the fish is what kills them but they were smart enough not to eat the fish because they were the people of the caribou and they knew that fish would kill them if they ate enough fish they would die of lipofuscinosis which of course i've written 10 books about that and have quoted uh farley mowat as one of my authorities in that who knew the indians personally and was up there the idea that the inuit was on the keto diet is nonsense too they uh they not only ate the digestive tracts of the animals that they ate and ate mammals that didn't have yellow fat disease and actually ate the feces, much of the feces of animals because you can recycle the minerals. Why? Yeah. If you don't get it the first time, you get it the second time. Dogs do that too to get the correct bacteria, but they never eat the feces after the second day. Interesting. Because mm, no, they know that. about microbiomes naturally. Well, I was going to say I've seen that before. Dogs, when you think why why do that before? There must be a reason. And same with I've seen I've 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 read about uh, tribes people eating the manure as well, or, or even eating the cow pats and all sorts of that, which is like, but it can't taste great, that can it? You know, <laughs> you know, nope. it can't it can't be like having an actual caribou. That must be much tastier than eating um, manure. You know, you just think, mm. but I suppose I mean because. I mean, I get urine therapy, and it's because it's been passed through, and they say that urine can be very, very clean, especially if the person's clean. And as you mentioned before, um, about how they're saying, you know, we need to produce these foods and seeds to feed the world, which is nonsense. You know, Farmers of 40 Centuries, a book shows that by uh, by e. King, Harry e. King. And, um, but then again, they were able to do it because everyone was so healthy that they could even use the human feces to grow food, whereas now everyone's so toxic, you couldn't do that. Most people are so toxic, but so if, I mean, I've spoken to you about this before, Asim. I can't remember if you said you 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 do or you don't. Do you do you not eat any fish anymore? Uh, not anymore, but I would have it if it was available or if I was hungry enough. Again, people don't die from yellow fat disease by eating one serving fish. of fish. Yeah. It's just like even if I eat glyphosate-rich food, or mm. like Warren Buffett, who gets 25% of his calories from uh, high fructose corn syrup, and he's like 90, 91 now, uh, and uh, uh, he's still alive. You cut down – the reason I'm into health food is because you're – changing your odds but there are accidents there are all kinds of things there are poisons in natural food fungi and things like that so we're taking a chance here regardless of whether we like it or not there's no perfect longevity rule most uh, of the longevity experts are dying younger than people like henry kissinger and jimmy carter and even george bush george bush senior who lived into his 90s and what didn't he uh, uh go on a uh, a parachute jump when he was uh 90 or something like that or his 
85th birthday or something like that. Is that because they have less stress or not less stress? Or is that because they've got a purpose or, you know, lots of things like that? They've got something to get out of bed for? It's the stress thing is one of the most important things. In fact, right here in Montecito, there's definite proof. I read the obituaries in this area, and uh, there's an amazing amount of centenarians. Always 90-year-olds are dying here, and, the only, and they always have a lot of money and are very successful and happy in that money, or it's their maids who are living and have no stresses in their life. They just get paid. They get a uh, – I've actually been to a uh, – when I was a cab driver here back in the 70s, I've been to a uh, – what do you call them? They were like the housekeepers, a man and woman couple. They would go get yeah. drunk on Saturday night. I'd drive them home. They lived in a cottage that was as – Probably 10 times bigger than most people's homes, <laughs> 10 times yeah. bigger with a mural of a Da Vinci type stuff on the ceiling or Michelangelo rather and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, it just in the cottage alone, people have so much money. So they uh, they live tend to live longer. Now, yeah. people have engramic issues like uh, it, I marveled one time as a cab driver in the 70s. I used to pick a guy up on the richest part of Montecito right along the beach, and uh, he would be immaculately dressed. He looked like a Greek god. Mo- most movie stars would be impressed with his looks. Wasn't well, um, wasn't the guy who developed the DeLorean, was it? What was his name? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't him, but he he was uh, living in this area too. He lived on the Mesa for a while in different yeah, places. John DeLorean, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, the guy. Yeah. yeah. No, this guy, I'd like to know who his name was because he, he must have been someone special, but he was dressed immaculately in a uh, suit and tie all the time. He would take – I would take him first to to a pool hall in uh, either Carpinteria or someplace like that. Sharky's Pool Hall was one, and he would keep – I would keep the meter on, and he would go and uh, play pool for an hour or so. Then he would come out. I would take him to the cheapest liquor store in town. He would buy a giant bottle of booze, and then I would drive him up to the reservoir, and he would pay me and just walk off to get drunk in the uh, – in the uh, by the by the reservoir, and I marvel, what the heck? This guy's got all of that, and he's still a drunk. Later, I heard he committed suicide through some friends of mine. Uh, when back in the days of my cab driving days, so mm-hmm. what? So you can't figure, but. Most people, Warren Buffett is one happy character. Charlie Munger is too. But he's 96 now. He need peanut brittle and they're drinking Coca-Cola and they're eating C's candy and McDonald's and all of that stuff. So stress is a very, very important factor. Now, who knows how longer they would live if they followed some health food rules. Maybe they get into 120 because it's a fiction that people – uh, the longest living person is 125. People used to live 150 and 200 years. The ones that survived cholera uh, and the numerous other diseases that they got and childbirth, uh, which was what? About God, one third of people died of childbirth alone back then. But once you got to a certain point, if you read enough historical biographies like I have, there were an amazing amount of American Indians that made it over 100 years old. And the only ones that didn't, like Geronimo, made it to 80. And even though he was a drunk, he was drinking all the time and he drank all kinds of alcohol and stuff like that. Died when he fell off his horse and got pneumonia lying in the rain, dead drunk on the reservation. I think 
like as you said before, stress is a massive thing. And then also like with these guys, like Warren Buffett and things, you, you, they say that you don't know what they're doing at home as well. Like they, they sometimes these people like to portray these things like, oh, I don't eat very well and I drink and they're on camera. But when they're at home, they're doing things very, very right because they, they put that. I've seen a lot of people in those sort of positions. They try to give people a full sense of security to get up on one. Does that make sense to you? I mean, I've seen it before. I know, I know because I've seen it in athletes. I know athletes have done it before, before big international boxing matches, and and I've seen athletes. Some other people do it. You know, they'd be like, oh, I want to give them a full sense of security, and because you know they, a lot of a lot of people in those positions. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just actually like, I know certain people that I know in high levels of sport for example have done it because they like to put like like it and also like maybe even like their character oh he doesn't mind doing this whereas some of the things they do behind closed doors a little bit those guys are, most people i know as well in the in the in the that are successful professionally as now they most of them do take care of their health like most of them are very very like they understand how much exercise impacts their mental state how much good nutrition impacts it maybe I was also probably Warren Buffett and people like that. They had so many years of eating good food, or at least real food. Um, they, 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 their constitution is strong enough to deal with it. Whereas now people are just eating that terrible food from from day one, right? I mean, Adam, how, how old how old are you, my man? Uh, seventy nine. Seventy nine. Around the sun. Right, seventy nine. Around the sun. So, for example, like so, my mum and dad, they're uh, seventy. 370, 73, whatever. For years, when they were younger, they had high. I mean, even and then my grandparents had even better, like better quality food. I think in terms of not having all the pesticides, herbicides, denticides, chemical fertilizers, larvicides, you know. So it must make a difference having forty years of, of better food, you know. <laughs> to it start makes a life. difference, and at the same time, I've abused my body. I've uh, taken enough alcohol to end up in the hospital, the nut house, all kinds of things. Back in the 60s, I was a wild man. I, I caught on to the 60s a little late. The 70s was my really traumatic uh, years. But I would throw so many drunks that it's lucky my liver survived. In fact, if it wasn't for solar nutrition and then recently the work of Ray Pete, who uh, – though I'm not a Peterian. I don't believe in all the things he said, but some of the things he said, including the orange, are miracle workers. The orange alone got rid of seven problems I had before that that were starting to develop because as you age, all these things and abuses catch up. You start to get this and that and that. You can unwind them, but it's more difficult than people uh, think, like lipopuskinosis. If you have age spots, people think they can just make them go away by taking vitamin E or taking vitamin K or taking some kind of a supplement. That's just not true. You can stop them from forming, but you can make them go away if you really put entire effort into it. And how many people put that much nutrition into their bodies? They put more effort into their autumn than they do for their bodies. A lot of people don't even know that that 20% of people have multiple spine uh, spleens, as much as 100 of them. Uh, well, actually, I'm exaggerating there. As much as 20, 30, and even 40 mini spleens throughout their body okay. and other organs. How many people know that their adrenal glands, the adrenal medulla, are actually in the skin? Most of the bulk of it is in the skin. That's been hidden. It's been known by General Electric back in the days, and it was partly rediscovered in the 50s.
back again, only because I've had access to literature that people mostly can't get that isn't on the Internet, that had never got there from medical libraries and from uh, from research from these corporations that I was able to get a hold of. Do I know about this? How many people know that the adrenal medulla is not just on top of those little kidneys, but they're elsewhere? And even the adrenal uh, cortex is in other places in the body. One of the things confused me about Chinese medicine, if the adrenals really work like they were, the adrenal medulla should be on the outside and the cortex on the inside. Otherwise, Chinese medicine's yin and yang was totally bogus. So I wondered about that for years about the mystery until I found out about how they, they, they're not confined to that area. In fact, the medulla, which is the inside, truly is on the outside. Every skin uh, cell that we have that has uh, tyrosine or phenylalanine is actually an adrenal cell and can produce adrenaline from our own skin and sunlight, which detoxifies cholesterol too. So it's not generally known. But anyway, it solved the mystery of how could it be reversed? Well, it isn't because we look at a fake anatomy that medical illustrators draw for us that that's what the body looks like. I've taken x-rays of people and I never saw a museum colon, you know, the the radiator shape, the upside yeah. down uh, U. It's just not there. One guy I saw, he was about 35. Otherwise, I gave colonics to younger people. This is what you saw. My own colon when we x-rayed it was down below my bladder, and this was in my 40s. <laughs> so uh, the whole museum colon and what we think, instead of looking at meat and protoplasm, and by the way, viruses are just as much alive as a bacteria or anything else, and people who don't know that have not read Gilbert Ling. Gilbert Ling explains what life is. Life is an individual thing it's not a piece of meat you can't uh what do you call it you can't get emergent life out of dead particles in fact oxygen is life without oxygen none of this would be possible and with carbon dioxide we would be dead so the whole definition is redefined and gilbert ling's main uh, besides they talk about sodium pumps and all that, his main thesis is what is life? And when people argue about is a virus alive or dead, they have no idea what they're even talking about. They have no idea what the – they're going outside of the definitions of what life is. It's protoplasm as as Gilbert Lang clearly talks about. <laughs> okay. It's interesting because people say, don't they, uh, the virus only – they put they recently put viruses or the reason they keep them that reason they have aborted fetal cells or monkey dna and things like that because that's what keeps the virus not alive but that's what allows the virus to detoxify or detoxify perform its 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 functions so it's interesting i, I haven't heard of gilbert ling uh lang or ling uh ling gilbert ling, ling. Gilbert you know ling, basically structured water comes out of his research you hear well, it from okay. uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. are the other people who uh, do about that easy Emoto. water and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Emoto. And by That's the way, when people try to sell you easy water, how do you tell it? You chew it. 
You cannot drink easy water because it's a colloid. It's like in Jello. When you have Jello, how come? How can that be 97% water, but you can't get that much water out of it? How come a carrot can be 97% water, but you can't get the water out of it because it's in a colloid form? The sodium. Uh, the sodium pump is based on the fact that water is the same inside the cell as it is outside. And of course, it's not. It's in the form of protoplasm, which is totally different. And by the way, it matches Emmanuel Ravisi's work, who people ignore that too. Why sodium and uh, why potassium is within the cell and sodium is outside the cell is totally ignored. And why sodium is lost so easily but potassium is retained so easily. Why is that? Uh, because we're built on uh, a structure of the periodic table. The so-called chakra system of seven chakras, clearly the seven floors of the periodic table, starting at the bottom with radioactive material, which created life, went up to its interactive. On the top of the scale is our blood. And then we'll find that the extracellular fluid is in the third period. The cellular level is in the fourth uh, period. The nuclear level of the cell is in the fifth period, sixth and seventh. Viruses are on one level, fungi on another level, bacteria on another level. Because fungi are divided by bacteria in the middle of uh, viruses you can't get to viruses through that. That's why they kill bacteria, not viruses. If people would just look at the periodic table of the elements, they would understand why we were created on land, not in water, that plants were created on land. And when plants turned into protoplasm of a mammal-like creature or actually uh, uh, anything that wasn't plant-like, they had to go in the water to pick up sodium and crawl back on land to do that. And this is clearly uh, in the work of Adonal Lay, Mayor Baba, and Emmanuel Ravisi proved it with the periodic table of the elements. This kind of stuff, which I've done a, a version of it here. Interesting. Explaining a lot of that. Well, that's why you say, you know, antibiotics can't get rid of viruses because, you know, well, bacteria, but they still, I mean, even though doctors still give people them for them, it's interesting. So funguses, bacteria, protozoa, all on different levels of the periodic table or, you say, the chakra system. That's an interesting thought. Never heard never heard that before. That's an interesting way to look at. So, or, 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 and that's why, say people look for a potassium deficiency. They do the totally wrong test. You can't tell if you're short on magnesium or potassium or calcium with a regular test. You need three. For instance, in cancer, 66% higher inside the cell with potassium. And meanwhile, you're deficient here. So you give more, which feeds the cancer with that extra potassium. Uh, so the truth that it is actually, uh, what would you call it, uh, you're not getting enough in your mouth is like saying, okay, all we have to do is deliver the iron to the loading dock of the manufacturing plant, and then we're going to come out with an automobile on the other end. Well, the employees, the technology, the machinery, all of those count. People forget about that. They think they're just going to put calcium in their mouth or some kind of nutrient, and they're going to have a benefit unless their body knows exactly the qualitative level that it works is ridiculous. And 66 percent, 
when you have a heart disease, that potassium is in the cell. It actually, I mean, it goes out of the cell and you have a deficiency of potassium. So the only way you know for sure on an element for a test that it's not in the fourth level or the third level of the body is to do a, say, a blood, what is a blood test? Do they test the serum? Do they test the plasma? Do they test the uh, cell? What are they testing? And indeed, they test one or the other. They leave no ratio there. In other words, you have to take the potassium in the serum. That's an easy test. Then you have to take the total blood uh, uh, testing, which you just miserate it, you know, and then you get a total. And then the other one, you don't have to do a biopsy to go into the cell. You subtract. Then you get your ratios, and then you see truly what's going on. Is it a deficiency or is all the potassium, calcium, or whatever mineral hiding out inside the cell where you didn't test it? And for the people who say, oh, I'm going to test the magnesium inside the cell. What about outside the cell? That's where magnesium works. It's an, it's an extracellular uh, chemical that works on your body. Obviously, it's on seawater. That's why magnesium chloride uh, actually protects you against uh, – uh, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Magne sodium chloride, you're protected by magnesium sulfate. And they use it in heart disease for that reason. It's all on that layer. If you look at the fourth layer of the periodic table of the element, where is the blood cell? Iron is right at hemoglobin, right on that level. If you look at the fourth level, what's beside it? Cobalt. Hmm, that's inside the cell. How interesting. You go to the other side, manganese. Hmm, that's inside the blood cell too. You go over further, you find copper. That's inside the blood cell, but it is also the center of lobster blood. Cooperglobin is actually like hemoglobin, only a lobster doesn't use iron. They use copper. What about the sea squirt? They use vanadium. Hmm. Number 20, uh, 23, right there on that same fourth level. Is it a coincidence that all the cellular constituents are on that level and the extracellular constituents are above it and the levels below the cell and the nucleus of the cell are below that? Very convenient and totally uh, ignored by 99.9% .9 of all health food gurus. <laughs> Mm, that is interesting. Yeah, hundred. I mean, yeah. It's. I think no one's really ex explained it like that, though. Atom. Maybe why it's ignored. Maybe they haven't. That's the first time I've I've actually listened to it myself, and I've been doing this a long time. So it's really interesting. Definitely look into that. I mean, it makes complete sense. So a lot of the times it is. It's why it's always good to talk to people. I mean, you've been doing this a long time. So, I mean, how long have you been looking into that for? Quite a while. Uh, since high school, I started my fasting in the tenth grade, I believe. Well. It, actually, in the ninth grade, I got a hold of uh, uh, yoga. No, actually, between the eighth and the ninth grade, I got a hold of Yogananda, and it kind of changed me. I became a vegetarian because I didn't want to hurt animals at the beginning, and not for health reasons. And my attempts at being a vegetarian were horrible, like milkshakes was going to save me and things like that. Uh, and I had all kinds of cramps and different things experimenting with it. But then I got more and more interested in health. 
my view was mostly to supplements and things like that at the beginning until I finally met Adonal Lay in uh, the 70s and then went to an actual school where we studied nutrition from an entirely different level where health is a lifestyle. It doesn't have to do with your pills and things like that. We went into the, uh, the cognitive traumas, the, uh, in the, the more total picture. Then when I discovered Ravisi, uh, it was through a supplement seller who had it incorrectly done. So I kept studying Ravisi and these different levels of the periodic table and got more and more confused till I finally got a hold of Ravisi's textbook, which, which by some uh, miracle is available for free on the Internet. I, I refer to it all the time to find out questions because Ravisi was probably the Tesla of medicine for the last century. He lived 101. He did fine. Got his medical license back just before he died because they called him a crackpot because he was curing cancer. And uh, indeed. Well, that's what Huxley as well, yeah. <laughs> indeed, he was uh, he was definitely one of the pioneers of, uh, of nutrition and, uh, and of actually therapy. The nutrition part, though. You can forestall it by using nutrition before you get to the pharmaceutical level. Now, he used pharmaceuticals that were basically not patented. Most of them – I think he had a couple of patents on a few things, but most of the things you could just get, uh, you know, uh, magnesium sulfate or something like that he would recommend and chemicals that were readily available at a chemical supply store. (laughs) So for you, if if someone was – you mentioned a lot about sodium, potassium, etc. For someone like you, as you said before, you have like cramps or whatever. What would you take for that? I mean, obviously, people would take Celtic sea salt and minerals and stuff. But what would you say causes a cramp? Well, it's going to be an imbalance from uh, – it's going to be an over-alkaline reaction in the first place. Because uh, what happens when you do uh, – to become over-alkaline, all I have to do is go <laughs> rebirthing. What happens? You start to cramp up. You get tetany. So that's now, why sportsmen get it in, in games. They have they they become too alkaline with some substance at that point. Then the counter is lactic acid, which is not the best way to get it, or nitric oxide, not the best to cure. It will stop the cramping, but carbon dioxide is what stops it. That's why when you breathe slower or you uh, underbreathe, what happens? coma you pass out meditation increases carbon dioxide it's like an uh, induced coma and hibernation is very different from sleep uh sleep uh does not really rest you as much as meditation does uh it takes all night to reduce the lactic acid in your body but 20 minutes of a simple technique like tm will drop the lactic acid in 20 minutes herbert benson proved that years ago so automatically you become more acidic. That's why a vegetarian diet works very well in India because it makes you more alkaline and you're and you need to be more alkaline because you're over acidifying yourself with all that meditation. Uh, while a person who's always out there exercising is becoming over alkaline. They need to the more rest and the deeper rest. Some bodybuilders sleep 12 to 14 hours a day. I, I know personally a lot of bodybuilders have been hung around them for a long time. So the more you're speeding things up, the more you need to to re- slow things down. Um, okay, so if if sportsmen on the on the field, for example, this is just out of curiosity, sportsmen on the field were, were getting a cramp, rather than giving them something to drink, you say slow your breathing down. 
slow the breathing down. That's all it takes. Quite, it'd be quite hard in a game situation to do that. Yeah, or or sometimes speed the breathing up. What do I mean by that? How do you get rid of a cramp? Cramp it more. Step on it. It makes it more of a cramp. A lot of medication works that way. You can either use what's called hair of the dog that bit you, homeopathy, or you can use allopathy, uh, taking something the opposite of it. So in other words, you have two valuable issues. It's not like a, a war between allopathy and homeopathy. It's that they both work. Detoxification, of course, according to homeopaths, is nonsense. But actually, some detoxification can work. You get rid of – well, look at viral load. It, it turns out that the load of a virus has a difference in your body. So if you have a viral load of, of being in a room with 100 people who have COVID versus one person, you're more apt to get it if your terrain – that's where I do b- believe with the terrain. If your terrain is uh, – your immunity oh, yeah. is lowered, you're going to get yeah. it. If your immunity is high, you won't get it. Yeah, it's like a person who can stand uh, – uh, how much pressure can a person stand? Some people have the ability to handle yeah. stress and multitask very easily. Other yeah. people, you just go like that. Look at people with sleep. Some people, you do that and they wake up and they can't sleep. Other people, I can, I can, put, I used to put hard rock music on and go to sleep to hard rock music. My uh, Swami friend told me that that was a good weight uh, weight loss uh, technique. <laughs> Is that no is wonder that? you can't gain weight. You're listening to that kind of music all night. Why is that? <laughs> Blasting. Why would that? Why would that make you not lose weight? Well, because you're not getting the proper sleep. Oh, is that? Is that why <laughs> Losing right? weight can be a can be a disadvantage. Just like recently, yeah. I saw in uh, on the internet, some guy proved that you could lose weight by eating nothing but Twinkies. It was the oh, amount yeah, yeah, and that yeah, proved yeah. calories. And of course, what yeah. happens after? 50 yeah. years of Twinkies, uh, there, you might be in a whole different situation. Losing weight is not the only issue in health, obviously. No, 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 no. no I mean, it helps in metabolic function, but no, you, you can you can lose weight in three miles bars, four miles bars a day. It doesn't mean it's, you do it healthily. So that's no, cool. I was just wondering what you meant by that, because you don't get enough deep sleep, so that's what that's what turns your uh, – uh, yeah, but I mean – yeah, the Delta brainwave, and yeah, the yeah. Swami I studied with could be in Delta while he was awake. So you don't have to be asleep. In fact, uh, in fact, uh, a healthy person is awake 24 hours a day, but they may not be moving. But you can move in Delta too. Delta Delta movable state is called the Nerva Kappa Samadhi in uh, India, and the non-moving point uh, part of it is Nerva Kappa. Golly. Its name escapes me now, but Mayor Baba used to cure it. It used to be a condition called mass. People would meditate and be frozen and just pooping in place and urinating, really? and their disciples would have to cling them. And Mayor Baba said, this is not a practical idea. I think mm-hmm. you need to stop this right now and start moving again, but you have an option of moving in Delta. You don't have to sit still and be paralyzed in Delta. In movable Delta, you take your paralyzed body and move it from without, which is where the oxygen is. If you identify with your in-breath, you are identifying with your ego. Oh, look, I'm inside the body. But the oxygen actually is the consciousness. That's why many people wake up in, in times of crisis what do they do they're up on top of the ceiling watching themselves being operated on a good friend of mine had a treatment from my swami friend and she floated out of her body to the ceiling so he looked up at her and said come back anytime and walked out of the room (laughs) 
No, so it's interesting. What is that? Yeah, what is there? What is? I mean, it's just, have you have you done any sort of astro travel um, atom? Yeah, any astro travel? Yeah, I have. That- I have done some of it. Yes, I experimented with it, particularly with the Sonoy dream uh, 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 dream techniques. And when I was teaching a meditation course of, of all places, the Catholic uh, University, uh, one of the experts there uh, who took my workshop was actually famous. Uh, Walter Buzz O'Connell, was that his name? He was a famous psychologist. But he told me, you know, it might not be a good idea to be doing following the Sonoy techniques to do whatever you want to to get it out of your system because you might be actually going someplace. And then I remembered on one dream I went to a prominent psychic and did things I shouldn't have at their at their house and someone said, you know, you just described their living room. They do have a step down and the carpet like that and everything. And then so after that I stopped it. <laughs> or didn't didn't enjoy it. Or you just thought it was Bad yeah, news. Well, you know, who knows what I was doing to them? Is what, right, right, what, right, right, what right, right. Mm-hmm. right. It's interesting because um, quite a few people like in that way we talk about like psychic surgery, talk about astro astro, uh, astro travel. It's quite an interesting realm of the people that can actually do it. Um, do you know who Paul Check is? What's his name? Do you know Paul Check? I'll be surprised. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. I yeah, definitely so, do. Yeah. So Paul is. Uh, he's a remote viewer astro traveler uh, he talks about it quite interestingly that he's um you two would have a fascinating conversation um have you ever been on it yeah he's got a podcast now as well it'd be interesting if you just it'd be very interesting if you'd ever chat with him he's um yeah like a holistic godfather as well he, he talks about a lot of this stuff it's it's real interesting i was going to ask you if you even see because i remember you talked about um your mentors and how they could do things or they could what did you mention before with the phone call when he was coming to you and you, you knew the phone was going to ring? Um, for people that haven't listened to our conversation before, me and Asma have had two previous podcasts, go back and listen to them. But I remember you saying that you it was like, uh, you just say he was driving, he never used to drive very quickly and because he knew that you were wanting to come to it, yeah, he was driving very quick. Um, I was wondering if you'd done anything in the future with this situation but or, or like have, have, have done these sort of travelling into the future with this covid situation but i don't know have you at all or thought about that doing that at all see what happens well sometimes intuition can uh let you down i i see both but sometimes i do see ahead into the future and see certain things that's happened one of the most remarkable things uh i may have told you this before is uh i wanted to uh uh one time i went down to get my magazines in hollywood and i thought why isn't there a magazine stand in Carpinteria? So I came back from Hollywood, and it was about 10 in the morning. I went to the bank. It wasn't going to open for five minutes, so I sat down and meditated on the step. I opened my eyes, and I saw a sign across the street, Bills, Novels, and News. Mm. And I went, what? So I ran across the street, and I said, how long have you been here? And Bill answered, uh, I just opened 40 minutes ago. <laughs> so I said, mm. great, now I have it. Then I thought, you know, if that's true, I want to quit the gym. I want to quit the gym, and I want monkey bars at the end of Linden Street so that I can exercise outdoors on those monkey bars. Well, I go to work at the health food store. My shift started at 12, and the guy comes in and says, hey, uh, you want, you better, if you want your money back, you better go to the gym. I said, what do you mean? They're closing. So 
anyone in between will get the money back. So I got half a year's money back because I didn't want to work out at the gym anymore, and I got my money back. Yeah. It took eight or nine months for the monkey bars to end up at Linden Street, which they still are in Carpinteria. You'll still see them there. So what the heck was that about? Mm-hmm. I wish that would happen every day. I'd live a charmed life. But but is that because you tapped into something there? Maybe you didn't tap into it other times, or what was on that? It's it's a like say on the quantum field was a like different. It's an interesting it's a an interesting one. You know how people can or certain people are in that realm. I mean, I'm sure you believe in this. Like in that realm, people can feel and um. Have you done? Have you made that much research into psychic surgery, Atom? Uh, oh yeah. In fact, uh, a hickey is a type of psychic surgery isn't it you're affecting the inside from the outside so hickeys are one way to do it if mm. you do hickeys in a juggler vein and things like that you get interesting results so basically you can put mental force on an area from a distance too in fact most of our esp uh, is done by carbon dioxide at a quantum level Because we work, our quantum universe is quite a bit different from our physical, we think. But quantum forces are always at at work. Uh, Another time, I was wanted to go with my Swami friend to Texas. But if I stayed one extra day, I would lose my California driver's license, have to take the test all over again. So he looked at me and said, Yuktaswar said that you can change the course of the stars. But it is easier to change men's mind. I said, okay. So I went home, and in my mailbox was for the first time in California, it said, just sign here that you don't need glasses. Send in $15, and we'll send you your driver's license. The actual Saturday before we left on a Sunday to go. Mm. Now, years later, I was in Fayetteville, Texas, and uh, I was uh, thinking, you know, Donald Lay said you could change the course of the stars. Let me change the date on my driver's license. So I stared at it, and I stared on it. Nothing happened. Periodically, I would stare on it, but I was losing energy. Mm, Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. So finally, on the day I was supposed to get my driver's license, and I was worried about not passing the eye test is what this was all about. So I – I looked at it. It's still the same. I go in, and just before I take the test, I look at it again. Still the same. So I take the test, and I pass the eye test kind of Mickey Mouse. You know, she said, ah, that's okay, and passed me. But then when I'm paying her, she says, do you realize you're here a year early? And I looked, and now my license had changed. (laughs) And I realized that Adonale always said it's not a something for nothing universe. So I still had to pay the eye test. The whole idea for doing that was to pass the eye test, which I did anyway. So then she said, I tell you what, since you need an address change, just come back next week. I'll hold this paper for you. You have your new driver's license. So I got my new driver's license one that's a uh, 364 days in advance of getting your license, which gave me an extra year there out of it. But anyway, strange things can happen. And things yeah. like that have happened to me before, too, where we're affecting physical matter, which, of course, science, we're just a bunch of meat and mind is separate. Descartes said so. It's the animal over here and all the rest is meat. We just pick up the anima, just picks up meat and life emerges from it somehow magically at some point. Oh, is it the virus level? No, no, it's a bacteria level. No, 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 it's a fungus level. No, it's a cellular level. And, of course, Gilbert Lung says you need all of it. 
together to make life. Otherwise, nothing's going to move. Protoplasm, the idea of protoplasm has been dropped entirely by science as a hot potato. <laughs> I've just interviewed a guy called Jonathan Fruing who's talking about this uh, level as well. He's actually talking about like 9 and 10G rather than 5G, talking about how it's going to be a different level and talking about how uh, – if you see like UFOs, how they move, they do it through and not through energy, they do it through a plasma, and it's very interesting uh, what you're saying. So it's it's just once again like I'm and I'm very open minded. It's just like changing your thoughts around what is possible, changing something physically or seeing something physically change. So I can address that's even for me that's hard to believe. I'm not saying it doesn't happen because I think that it it, it I I probably I can see that it probably does but it's, it's hard for me to even get my head around that like how would that happen um especially if you put pen to paper how would that disappear is it because i don't know how like how um but yeah it's, it's an interesting one like these these things yeah how, how would you explain that what what how would that happen a belief has a lot to do with it and remember for everything i believe or you believe there's seven billion other people that believe otherwise. You're counteracting these forces. One reason Don Juan in the Castaneda book said meditate at four in the morning when more people are asleep, particularly in your local area, so that you can uh, do more with your psychic self. We're outnumbered by paradigms because if I believe something but one person is against me, I got a 50-50 chance. But what if everybody is against me and they know that about COVID? The psychiatrists now who used to work with psychiatry but now work with drugs, the ones who work with the psychiatry are advising the government. They're secret. They, they show how to advertise both for government. You've heard of the Creel Commission perhaps, George Creel, uh, Edward Bernays, uh, Lufkin, all these other people. I pronounce that last one's name uh, wrong but uh, mm. anyway there's a whole bunch of so-called uh, propagandists who uh, brainwash people into thinking uh, like cigarettes are the tortures of liberty so suddenly you reassociate your brain with it and they're good for you placebo effect is so powerful i wrote a very large book called mesmerism that was based just on the research that at one time more than a thousand books were out there on mesmerism and it's been so uh, dis uh, disproven now supposedly by standard science that they call it nonsense hypnotism works it's suggestion mesmerism has nothing to do with suggestion and back then people were doing things like uh, drinking a glass of water and putting another person under a spell 500 miles away. My book goes into countless details on this. And my question is, why have someone else do that for you? It's in your own brain you have this power, but you've been brainwashed to believe that you don't have it, that someone else has to mesmerize, hypnotize, or seduce you in some way to make you. I'd yeah. love to know where those words come from because it's interesting because you know, I noticed about placebo effect that even in like. Modern science shows it's 30, uh, 38, no, 34 to, I think it's 38 to 64 percent effective. And you know, they've they've cut people open, told them they've done knee surgery, haven't. They've got up and walked away. Same with back surgery, same with, same with brain surgery. They've done it with many things. They've 
They've told people they're having chemotherapeutic medication. They haven't given them it. Their hair started to fall out that they're having chemotherapy. 37%. Yeah, and so I know that this is this is true, and it's just so it's why like people that think they can will, and people that think they can't will. You know, it's a lot of time. If you believe you'll get somewhere, you will. If you can see, I know that in my life about even like getting clients into my life or getting my message out to people or seeing myself driving a certain car or looking a certain way, and it's also because I think not only do you visualize yourself doing those things, but then you start to do the things that would bring them into your into your life. So you become the per- so becoming the person is one thing. But then just believing that those things are possible is another. And if you don't, it's like having those paradigms and actually self-esteem and belief as well as just having an open mind to what's possible. I think it's, um, yeah, it's a huge thing. Yeah. Is that all? Make, oh yeah, I don't know if I, yeah. That makes sense? Probably. It makes a huge difference. One of the most amazing examples occurred in 1951. Uh, there was a medical doctor who was a hypnotist. And uh, there was a, a boy who seemed to have warts. That's what he thought was on his body. It was actually something called fish scale disease, which is a genetic disease where your whole skin hardens into scales and it oozes pus and everything like that. Well, he's, the, the surgeon thought hypnotism's a fake. Let me, let's let this guy, we'll trick him. He's going to go and hypnotize this guy and think he's going to get rid of his fish scale disease. So they were laughing at him. So he goes, and he succeeds. He gets rid of the fish scale disease. And the surgeon got mad at him. And then he went – this was in England, I believe. And then they went to the uh, – whoever your head of medicine is, and he said, this is impossible. And so uh, they basically chastised him for curing the guy. The guy – the kid is living in San Francisco to this day, as I understand, a few years ago anyway. And he was cured of a genetic disease. It's like changing your nose or your ears. He had no – pores in his skin and now he's got pores in his skin how the heck did that happen it's been on television it's been in papers it's in my book on mesmerism extensively and uh, the scientific papers are out there not just the writing because i think even people like uh more like a pop biologist uh what's his name bruce uh, lipton i think bruce lipton has wrote about this case as well so it's a famous case and people should investigate that and uh the, oh, the, look the, at the pictures. Yeah. Look at the pictures. Fish scale disease. You'll find it. Cool. They're pretty horrific. These. Uh, yeah. I've, these. And these. by the way, it took the hypnotist and the person to believe in it. Once the hypnotist knew he had cured an incurable disease, he couldn't do it anymore. So in frustration, he gave up hypnotism for psychiatry. Why can't he do it anymore? What? Why was that? Because he didn't believe it anymore. It took two people to believe, not just one. In fact, the person believing why, it. Why didn't he believe in it anymore? He'd done it. I don't understand. Because he he thought he was curing warts. So he, of course, from the beginning, didn't believe you could cure a genetic disease. Once he found out it, was a, it wasn't a genetic, it was a genetic disease, he couldn't cure it anymore. So in frustration, because imagine the people with fish scale disease, all their mothers and parents writing them. My kid has this now. You can help him. And he realized he couldn't. He, he tried. Nothing worked after that. And then he realized it was because they both had to believe in it. So he became a psychiatrist. He also realized things like a woman approached him on a bridge in London and said, you, you're the person, the doctor who cured my friend, uh, my husband of his rash. Yeah. Now he takes it out on me. 
instead of that. So this, at that point, that was the turning point. He realized that by curing a physical ailment, he was uh, letting a psychological uh, element out. And so then he became a psychiatrist. Philip Wiley, a writer very popular in the 50s, 40s and 50s, uh, went into that uh, problem also in one of his books. Hmm. You, you talked about it before. It's not what's wrong with you. It's who's wrong with you. I think you said before. So that's right. interesting. Yeah. So do you, do you, did you when you looked into this? What, what was it, what was it that caused a fish scale disease? Do you know? The fish scale disease. Uh, well, it's genetic, according to the explanations. No one really knows what it is, but obviously but there's other things involved. If you can yeah. get rid of it with hip with uh, well, he used standard hypnotism supposedly, which was suggestion. So we're not designing. Suggestion makes a huge difference, but mesmerism is closely allied to uh, applied kinesiology. I was once on a radio show, and uh, we got into the discussion, and I was showing the moderator how you could beat people at arm wrestling, and he said, "Well, I'm a professional arm was a professional arm wrestler, so you could show it." So I went like this and weakened and strengthened them. But then he said, how do you know that isn't suggestion? I said, you have anybody at the radio station that's not listening to the show right now? Yeah, I'll call them in. So I went like this. You are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And he went, he went down like a baby. And I said, now you're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. I couldn't put his arm down. And so the, the radio host said – I'll be darned, you know, <laughs> it worked. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. kinesiology, I've been using it recently with some of my clients. It's very, and, and I've got someone who actually does psychic surgery and, and apply kinesiology and taps with people. It, it really does work. It's a really interesting phenomenon. Like even when you put the things in your radius of your body, how your arm, put something that's toxic to your body, how it just goes. It, it's, 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 it's actually like, this is why it's, it, I don't know how people can call these things woo-woo, and it's just it, even that's physically you can you can see that that's physically works just straight away. So um, it's interesting. This is um, have you tried it from a thousand miles away yet? It works the, too. But I was the, warned to stop doing that. <laughs> go on. What what would you do? Can you do it on me now? Well, I had a I had a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine uh, named Frank out in California when I was in Houston. So when I told the Donald about that, he said, "Why didn't you do it on?" Uh, Long distance or something like that, whatever he said. So I used directional vivaxis. I aimed at him and I went up. I went down. Well, first I said, can you test him? And my friend Frank was a gymnast. He was a very strong guy. So his sister-in-law couldn't get his arm down. I said, OK, now test him. And it weakened him immediately. And then then without saying what I was doing, well, test him again. And now, well, now it's stronger than it was before. <laughs> So, and when you, I told Donald, what you I can pro- I can probably can't. Yeah, anybody can do it. But you don't have anyone to test your. You can self test, I guess. I uh, can try it. <laughs> so, there you go. See what happens. Um, interesting. And now we give it back. That's why in martial arts, this is supposed to be meditation. That is so interesting. Yeah. This is supposed to be meditation. All it does is weaken you. That is not meditation. It goes down your central meridian and raises it up. And then this way is gets your energy and your opponents down. That's why martial arts is like that, not like that. It's like this. And I first learned about uh, how widely this is used as control techniques by the military and the police department. They don't tell you. I was showing kinesiology to a Texas highway patrolman. And and 
So there was a group who knew about applied kinesiology. So we said, uh, uh, we said, have you ever heard of this? He said, can I do a demonstration? Which surprised me, of course. So he did a demonstration and I realized he could do that. I said, where did you learn that? He said, it's control techniques. Every Texas Highway Patrolman is required to know this. <laughs> so we, we go like that, that and you uh, weaken the person. It splits the optical field. That was his interpretation. However, you can do it with a wall in the way. You don't need the optical. But, of course, the police need a more uh, scientific explanation. So they do that rather than like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's all it is. And look, I feel up. I feel down. Uh, one of the ways that we lose our spirit, according to the martial artist, if your collar, the neck doesn't touch the back of your collar, you have no spirit. It goes. And that spirit is a fancy word for for uh, charisma is one of the words for that. People with charisma can walk into a room and like mesmerize people without them even knowing what's going on by their by the power of their mental focus where they can get the delta or the theta or whatever brainwave they want to synchronize throughout their body. Just getting random delta, random alpha, random theta is not enough. But if you know how to focus them and direct them to certain points of your brain, you basically have a brain that's more powerful than an atomic bomb if you truly could get that together all the way. Awesome. Go on, my man. I'm going to let you go. Because um, I know I've taken a lot of your time up today, but it's a really interesting conversation. I want to get you, we'll get, we'll get another one booked in because this is something we can go deeper into and I want to have a look, listen, listen to it. Um, I'll look into your, what was the book you said it's called? Your book, Mesmerize. Mesmerism. 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 It's on your site, I'm guessing. The what? Yeah. It's on, it's on your website. Oh, it's on the website, yeah. Got a whole bunch of books there for anybody that wants to go to solartiming.com. Uh, and yeah, that, uh, we got about 40, 45 books now. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, that was That's one that of the bigger ones. So, yeah, Sun Sink Nutrition and, yeah, um, we, we go, I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll, I'll be giving all them in the uh, in the show notes before and after. But uh, really interesting talking to you, my man. And um, Keep I'll, I'll, I'll keep in touch and we'll uh, we'll touch base again because I'd like to go into that mesmerism. It's it's something that I'm get, you get more into the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh dimensions, eighth, ninth, and it's like I know it, it's hard because in what I do I like to try and meet people here and then try and get them there. But if you're in those dimensions, it can sometimes be harder to get there. And it and it is learning. It's 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 trying to because you got you got to meet a lot of people are here and so you got to meet them there. When you start going up up here, it's harder to sort of meet in that conversation unfortunately but it's it's something that i'm trying to learn to do a bit more and i know that you're uh you're definitely you're definitely in those dimensions <laughs> if not higher so uh my man thank you very much for coming on today atom i'll um i'll be in touch and we can hopefully go a bit more into into your i'll have a read of your book and see if we can go a bit more into that all right if we totally haven't turned off your audience by getting too woo woo here <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> and here's to everybody <laughs> Yeah, he's doing right up. Yeah, no, I think it, it's not. I think when people understand kinesiology, like my kinesiologist, she does it. She she works with people from distance, and, and so she can. And so she's and so when it works, people are like if if people are open to it, it, these things work as well, you know. But as you said, you got the actual work of it and the placebo together, as well as everything else. And you know, it's a, it's a massive thing. The mind believing in it, uh, and you believing that it's going to work is huge. But um, thanks for coming on, Atom. Uh, any final things you want to share? 
Um, I think that's all I can take of right now, except check out our books at solartommy.com. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. And let's uh, hope springs eternal. I hope people will wake up, but they have to really do something. And fighting with lawyers helps the system. What they have to do is do some kind of boycotts. I don't know if it involves throwing away their smartphones. I don't know if it means stop watching Netflix. But they have to do something. In other words, another strategy is since they want to cut down our ability to buy things, we don't buy anything. And then we take their livelihood away from them too because legality is part of the system. Mm. Uh, I don't agree with everything Bo Greit says, but at one time on a radio show, someone was bragging about handing out leaflets and he ended up in jail. And he said, you know. I've never been arrested for anything. I've been a Ruby Riz. I've done all these things. Never been arrested because I followed the rules. If I was in Hitler's Germany, would I go brag about that I was uh, anti-Hitler? He said, never start a mouse stampede. There's plenty of real elephants out there. Mm. No, and that's yeah, good yeah. advice. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you on that. Awesome. Awesome, Adam. Have a great day, mate. And um, thanks for coming on. And I'll, I'll definitely be, uh, I'll let you know when this comes out and we'll uh, get another one booked in for the mesmer- mesmerizing book. Great. Right. Thanks for Cheers, the invite. Adam. No worries, my man. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. So that was Adam Bergstrom. And, um, you know, Adam's always got some really interesting information. He's always got some fascinating insights that other people other people just don't have any works on the esoteric. He's been around some extraordinary, phenomenal people. And once you start opening your mind up to what's possible in the world rather than what's probable or what science tells you is possible, you know, science is just the latest form of ignorance. I think it's, uh, it's that magic is just science that they can't explain yet. Um, I think was one of the famous person quoted, um, so he's, he's, he's an excellent person to talk to because it just opens your mind up to different realms and different understanding of topics. Um, you can find him at www.sunsinknutrition.com, um, for Atom. Um, and he's on, he's on Facebook, Atom Bergstrom, and he's always a great guest. I can't wait to get him back on to talk about his book, Mes- Mesmerism, which he's actually sent to me and I'm going to have a read of it and go through it. And I actually can't wait to have a, have a uh, yeah to to get through there and to see what's what's been happening. Um, so that's it for this week's show, people. Um, I've got some as I said before the show. I've got some great guests lined up and great interviews lined up. Um, as always, if you are struggling with a health issue and you haven't been able to overcome it, and no matter what the doctors and specialists quote unquote and the consultants have tried, and you are looking to put it behind you once and for all, then please do send me an email at Ryan at reviveyourself.co. Um, and I will get back to you as soon as possible because I know that we can help. Uh, if you haven't already, you know, please follow us on uh, Instagram. On, uh, I'm at Ryan underscore underscore Martin underscore underscore or Revive underscore yourself. I have been shadow banned on there, so if you do follow us or follow me, I should say, please like, comment, share my stuff as much as possible to try and lift this ban. And you can also find me at Facebook at Revive Yourself or at Ryan Martin. As I said before, if you're struggling with your health issues and you're on those one of those platforms, then don't hesitate to inbox me on there either, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. But that's it for this week, guys and girls. I hope you're well. Keep positive, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what 
they are trying to put in place. There's some things going on behind the scenes. You know, people are taking them to taking them to court in common law. There's lots going on. You know, thousands more scientists and doctors are coming out around this COVID. How much, much nonsense it is. And I mean, and and the and the who have just literally come out and said, you know, that the flu um, is not is down 98 percent of what it was. Uh, this time, what, what, what it is globally, this like around the world, it's down ninety eight percent, which hasn't taken rocket scientists to work out what they're doing. They're just hashing up flu cases as COVID, and just putting them up so they can keep this this nonsense going on much longer. So you know, this stops when we say no, and you should just get out there and start living your life as normal. There's nothing much they can do about it. So otherwise, just keep doing the things you can to promote your health. You know, good food, good music, good people. Breath work, you know, exercise, intelligent, um, intelligent exercise and good conversation. And, uh, yeah, keep on moving forward. Uh, and as always, lots of love. I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. If you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 